0: I love that God's into real life. God is part of real life, not pretend Sunday morning life. But He's the God of real, mucky, difficult, screaming. Right? Anybody have that? Where you, you know you go through seasons when life just isn't isn't uh, all roses. Um, today I'm uh, I'm doing the last bit of my series on the interior castle. And so we're going to be looking at that. And really, it's about becoming strong on the inside, being building a strong interior for a strong future. Amen? And the bit I've read again and again, and I'm I'm going to read it again because it makes me kind of growl on the inside a little bit. I like it. It says this, uh, "'The strong can do what the weak cannot.'" The strong keep going when the weak give up. The strong resist temptation. The weak give in. The strong remain in peace while the weak stumble. Are thrown off. And fall. The strong turn up when the weak give up. The strong carry heavy weights while the weak drop responsibilities. The strong control their emotions while the weak are overcome by stresses. The strong draw meekness and humility out of their grace filled souls while the weak are overcome by ego, approval, addiction, and ambition. The strong do not dwell on issues they cannot change while the weak are overcome by regret, shame, and the disapproval of others. The strong attend when the weak fall away. The strong strong breakthrough clear the way endure hard times while the weak fail shipwrecked by little irritations and inconveniences the strong rise up attack take ground advance improve update embrace change while the weak hide searching for the path of least resistance cost and pain the strong embrace all god has for them while the weak fall away in fear and are forgotten who wants to be strong yeah. yeah. You know, and if you're in a, in a bit of a weak place this morning, you might go, well, that's the last thing I need to hear. You just made me miserable, preacher. <laughs> well, here's the joy of the gospel. This wonderful love that Chris has been talking about and reading about is that God takes the weak and makes them strong. Yeah. It is not that we're born strong, but we find ways in God to become strong. And that's why I'm sharing with you, I'm sharing as a weak man who's becoming stronger. Yeah. Anybody want to join my journey? Yeah. Right? I could be the first part of every one of those lists easily, and I know you could too. But it takes a decision to say, I'm going to claw my way with God's strength yeah. through to strength and grace. I'm going to claw my way through to build a life that will last. Amen? Amen. Yeah. And so we're going to look at that again today. Why are we doing it? Well, guys, we've got children to bring up, homes to build, careers to succeed in. But as a church, we've got, we've got a building to build on Kingswood. We've got a, a region to reach. We've got campuses to plant. We've got leaders to raise. We've got moves of the Spirit to enjoy. We want to get on with a good destiny, and that requires strength. It requires that at some point, God gets into our world of weakness and builds strength. Who's willing with me to open another door on another room inside you called weakness this morning and say, okay, God, have a look around in the cupboard, sort that one out. Because we've all got areas where we go, well, I'm all right at this, good at that, good at the other. But you know, I've got this that hampers me. It is it, 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 the nice bit of news. You'll probably never run out of those cupboards your whole life. Just make sure you deal with the most important ones first. Yeah. And always open every door to the grace of God. Yes. We are becoming like Jesus. Yes. We're not it. None of us in this room is it. We're becoming yeah. like Christ. And the wonderful gift of salvation is that we're not holy. I, I mentioned it earlier by how we behave. We're holy because we've touched the cross. We've touched the altar. And so he says, holy. So come further into the holy of holies and receive grace in your time of need. Amen. And so we've got stuff to do. So we need to be strong. Uh, I want you to turn, or it'll probably come up on the screen behind me. 1 Timothy 6.12, as I come into this, this final talk on being strong and in building a strong interior. And the Apostle Paul, in 1 Timothy 6.12, has this great statement. It says, but you, man of God, he's saying this to Timothy, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. And I think this one will come up behind me. Fight the good fight of faith say fight fight, fight the good fight. fight fight the good fight of faith yeah. it's hard unless you put your teeth in fight the good fight faith <laughs> enunciate fight the good fight of faith take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses and then in 2 Timothy 4 6 this, these are getting to the last words of the apostle Paul he's now an old man He's lived with God for a good long race. And even in his last letter, he was saying, come on, Timothy, toughen up. Fight the good fight of faith. Stay strong. Pursue God. Don't wimp out. Thank you for your... Uh, Thanks, mum. Now, in his last words, he starts to say things like this. For I'm already being poured out like a drink offering. In other words, I can feel myself thinning out. I'm getting near the end. But we know the Apostle Paul, he was looking forward to this. Because to him, he wanted to be with God in the purity of heaven. I'm being poured out like a drink offering. And the time for my departure is near. Verse 7. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord the righteous judge will award me on that day, and not only to me, but to all those who have longed for his appearing. In other words, right to the end of my life, I have fought the good fight. I have kept the faith and I'm still here. I'm picking up my words from the book of Ephesians. I'm still standing. Having done all, I'm still here. I'm a pillar in the house of God, like Jonathan's gonna be. I'm a pillar in the house of God. I'm still here. And I wanna talk about finishing strong today. I wanna begin by playing you a song and the words will come up as the song play so we've got a video to play you and i want you to listen and i want you to read the words and i want you to dwell on this i want you to dwell today on finishing strong now for some of you you might go well i've got a decade or two in me some of you sitting here you've got six or seven decades in you some of you got a lot more than that listen decide take the, the words of the apostle paul this is going to be a fight don't plan to fight for six years or a decade. Finish your race well. Let's listen to this song.
1: So many lost casualties. On the journey, some who once ran strong, now gone, where did they go wrong, how we need His grace. The road on the journey. Some who turn and choose another path and lose their way, and all without your grace, we can make it on our own. Please carry me. Finish strong. To not lose the way is my greatest desire. To speak your name with my final breath will be my finest hour. Please don't let me run if I've not learned to walk. Don't let me shout if I've not learned to. I never want to leave the way It's not how you start, How fast you run But finish the race It's not if you win if you try, but pass the test Your grace, it helps us stand. We finish in your arms Please carry me To finish strong, to not lose the weight is my greatest desire, to speak your name with my final breath, will be my finest love. Please don't let me run if I've not learned to walk, don't let me shout if I've not learned poverty, give me my daily bread. Don't give me fame if it means I will lose you alone. I crave my passion. Your home, don't know where you are. What went wrong can't find the way home. His grace is enough, his love still stands, he'll carry you.
0: is that beautiful? By a friend of mine, David Hines. Life's difficult. Life has tragedies and problems and even living as a Christian in church, through relationships, through, through boredom, who knows boredom can be as difficult as anything else. We all have some years that are dull. Finish strong. A little story from the Apostle Paul's life in Acts 13. Um, Paul and Barnabas and a load of other prophets and teachers in the church are together and God speaks to them and, and says, uh, the Holy Spirit speaking, it's clearly here in Acts 13, it says, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul who became Paul, his name, for the work to which I've called them. So they fasted and prayed and lay hands on them and, and sent them out. Two chapters later, we get this fascinating insight to this incredible church, seeing incredible miracles, an incredible move of God, and then we have an incredible argument. Acts 15 says this, Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, Let's go back, visit the believers in all the towns where we preached the word of God before and see how they're doing. Barnabas, listen to this, Barnabas, son of encouragement, wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it wise to take him because he deserted them in Pamphylia and did not continue with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement. Say sharp disagreement. In other words, they argued. They had a Barney. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. These two men of God, these miracle workers, a great apostle and a son of encouragement had a right old tiff. To the point where they parted company and it says Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus but Paul chose Silas and left commended by the believers to the grace of God. And the story goes on we know that Paul and Silas headed off and they were heading into trouble which is why Paul didn't want to take John Mark. Because John Mark had deserted them and disappeared before. So now when Barnabas, who probably always saw the bright side of things because he was Mr. Encouragement, oh, it'll be okay. And Paul's there. He's the apostle with the prophetic head going, dude, we're going into hard times. I don't need a wimp on my staff in a hard time. And so they argued, they parted company. And off Paul and Silas go, you never really hear of Barnabas and John Mark Again. You don't hear their great exploits or any great stories. In other words, who knows? It's possible for people to disappear and you don't hear from them again. And over here, we've got Paul and Silas. This is Acts 15. Anybody know what's happens in Acts 16? We've got the great story of Paul and Silas in a prison. I mean, they're having their revival adventures and they go on to great exploits with God, but through tough times. Maybe John Mark was there for the fun, but he wasn't strong enough for the fight. He was there for the kudos when Paul was popular and incredible things were going on. And there was little revivals going on and it was all fun. But when it came to it, who knows that some people want the fun but not the fight. Come on, you can amen me better than that. I'm preaching darn good this morning. Well, I think I am anyway. There's some that are there for the fun, but not for the fight. But who knows that this life is a fight of faith. And so those fair weather believers will disappear when it gets tough. And here's one thing I'll guarantee you. There'll be tough times. So build a life for the tough times. Otherwise, end up as a footnote in history where people just go, whatever happened to, don't end up like that. Fight the good fight of faith. We don't know why John Mark disappeared. He he just disappeared. We're not really told. But I want to give you three things that, that maybe he needed to think about. And then we'll come to a happy conclusion at the end. Here's the first one. If we're going to finish strong, we're going to have to persevere. It's a fun word, isn't it? Persevere. I think I'll change my name. Call me Percy. Spurgeon said, by perseverance, the snail reached the ark. Come on, think about it. All these animals running past him and, you know, you've got, you've got Turbo's friends, you know. We're going really fast now. We've moved a whole foot today, you know. Perseverance, you've got to keep going. Listen to these scriptures. Um, Acts 20, 24. But I do not account... Uh, my life of any value nor as precious to myself listen to this this language if only i may finish my course and the ministry that i receive from the lord jesus philippians 3:14 i press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of god in christ jesus hebrews 12 therefore since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight who gets weights And sometimes they're not sinful because then it says, and the sin. So sometimes there's just the weight of life. It's just stuff you've got to lay aside. And the sin that so easily entangles, or this version I've got here said, which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race set out for us. Are you preparing for an endurance race in life to finish strong? 2 John 1.8 says, watch yourselves so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. Come on, you've got this far. Aim to finish strong. So build into your life a sense already. This is gonna take perseverance. Can I, can I just be blunt? There are some people, I suppose it's a little bit like marriage. You know, once you're married, don't even put divorce on your lips, right? Murder maybe, but not divorce. <laughs> In other words, I'm in. For richer, for poorer, for better, for worse, I'm in. Because you're going to go through times when you want to go, I'm out. Not us, darling, not us. Vicky doesn't have that problem, of course. Thanks, Linda. I mean, you just got to go, this is it. That's my decision. That's my covenant. I'm going for it. I'm in. For better or for worse, they're not just, I'm in. The whole reason why people like partnership instead of marriage today is because what they're really saying is, I'm in until someone better comes along. Because you're going to go through boredom in your marriages. Not Vicky, of course. You're going to go through irritable times. Never me. Same with Christianity. Same with your walk with God. Listen. Listen. There are some people in this room that have said, I turn up winter, summer, spring, autumn. When I can't face people, I still turn up. I just turn up late and leave early, but I still turn up. (laughs) If you need to do that, do that, but don't stop coming. There's some people have built a life, and I'll tell you, I I can tell you about lives that are still in the room at the end of their lives, still walking with God, and they've walked through bitterness, they've walked through offense, they've walked through pain, they've walked through sickness, they've walked through misunderstanding because they've decided, I'm turning up, I'm turning up, I'm turning up. I've got perseverance in my heart. I'm not fair weather. I'm not turning up because the music's good, because the preaching's good, because Chris has got a lovely smile. I'm turning up because God's my God and this is my family and I'm in for the long haul. Perseverance. Decide now. Understand already, you are going to go through times when you raise your hands with tears streaming down your cheeks and you say, but I'm still here. I'm planted in the house of the Lord. I'm not a pot plant. I'm planted. You can't lift me out. I'm persevering. I understand what fellowship does to my heart. I understand what worship does to my heart. Right in the time, understand yourself. Never listen to yourself. Talk to yourself. On those days when your heart says, I just can't face people are the very days you tell your heart, I'm turning up. I'm going to the house of God and I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to praise my God because it might be night, but day will come. It might be difficult, but I'm trusting my God. I refuse to be a fair weather believer. It's what you need for marriage. It's what you need for your Christian faith. It's going to be hard sometimes. Every one of us is going to go through stuff when you go, where was God? I like watching Don't Tell the Bride. Anybody ever watch that? (laughs) It makes me cry. It really does. And there was this one where... This guy, oh, some of them are princesses, aren't they? Oh, my word. But it's where the man organizes the wedding. They they do it because they're given about about 12 grand. And so the man is left with all the decisions. And I just watched this one the other day, and it was only like a, a recap. I mean, that's how into it I am. I watched the recaps. And this girl, she couldn't understand why her husband had brought, you know, future husband had got this ridiculous dress, had flown her all the way to New York where she really did not want to be. Ended up in some ridiculous transportation. And then, you know, so she was getting angrier and angrier. And to be honest, usually they're on the brink of divorce before they just marry. But I think the guy always wins because they've been apart three weeks and they just want to see each other. So she forgives anything. And sometimes that's pretty big if you've ever seen the programme. But there was this one, what she never understood, that it was a whole Alice in Wonderland theme. And so it all seemed ridiculous until the moment came when she stood in front of an Alice in Wonderland statue in uh, Central Park. And suddenly she burst into tears and said, I get it. All along, he's wanted to do the most beautiful thing. And I didn't get it till now. There will come a day when you go, I get it. All along, he was being kind, and I thought he was being cruel. I get it. Your God loves you. And yes, we go through a cruel world and a painful world and a world we don't understand. But one day you'll stand before the throne and you go, I get it. I get it. You have a good God. Plan to persevere second one is this. Learn. This really helps. Learn to read the seasons you're in. Life is full of seasons. I wish it was spring all the time, don't you? You know, you look at it at the garden and it's... uh Trust the seasons that that nothing of a garden, that twig fest out the back, will suddenly burst into bloom. God is into seasons. He's over the seasons. And so... With our Christian faith, there's always been sowing and and reaping. Dark before light, death before resurrection, night before day, tears before joy, valleys that bring us to mountaintops, winter before spring. I call it the divine catapult. Now, if you're going through life, the first time this happens, it will seem confusing. But learn to read the seasons. There are times in life when it's like suddenly you feel like you're going backwards. And you're thinking, why am I being held back? Or why why am I being pulled into the darkness? But listen, in God, trust your Father. In God, every pullback is just to propel you further into who you are in God. So read the pullbacks. Read the, he puts me in a quiver and leaves me. Because there's some things that only darkness will do. But listen, in the darkness, you've got to trust your heart relationship with him. It's the only thing that can guide you. Your eyes can't, your emotions can't, but your heart can say, but he loves me. If God be for me, who can be against me? Got to train our heart to read the seasons. James 1, 3 says, consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, say many kinds, kinds. say joy of joys. joys. Say, you got to be kidding me. In other words, it's hard. Consider it pure joy. James, are you nuts? Consider it joy. Why? Because you know the testing of your faith. You're going to be tested. When it all goes dark, then it goes, so what do you know now? God's testing us. Not not in a, uh, you know, pass or fail. He's testing us to go, right, let's show ourselves that he always knows. In other words, let's show you where you've got to. You know, and in your first few trials, you go, oh, man, what a wimp I am. I'm so fair weather. But listen, I believe as life goes on with God, you start to go, wow, I reacted better. Wow, I kept, I I was stronger. Wow, I controlled my emotions. Wow, I controlled my rogue thoughts. I'm getting stronger. Get stronger in God, bit by bit. Amen? Amen? Palms when in a storm, you ever seen a palms in severe storms? Palms have the ability to bend all the way down. You've got to be planted like a palm in the house of God, right? Flourishing. Palms have the ability to bend right over. But listen to this truth about palms. The more they bend, the deeper their roots burrow. Every trial actually makes you stronger. You're becoming more and more like Jesus. So don't worry about the bending. You're getting stronger as you bend. I mean, and here's the good news. It is seasons. After winter, spring. Oh, whew, a bit of joy. A bit of actually feeling his presence. Who fancies that? A bit of, bit of your prayer life coming alive and he actually enjoy, enjoying your work or enjoying your kids or your marriage can come alive again as we go through these seasons and learn as we go. Don't just go through trials. Grow through them. If you bail in a trial you'll end up like John Mark, forgotten. Don't go through them, grow through them. Look at what you're going through. Go, right, I'm going to grow through this. Whether it's come from the Lord or whether it's come from the devil or just this fallen world, I'm going to grow through this because he'll use everything for my good. Can I hear an amen? amen? Hallelujah. And then the third and final one, you're going to need to persevere. You're going to need to read the seasons. Listen to this. You, you want to finish strong, you're going to need to guard your heart. Offense, bitterness, fears, even, even small-mindedness. You know the scripture, Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart for out of it flow all the issues of life. The word issues there, literally, one of, one of the words it can mean is boundaries. In other words, your internal boundaries Create your external boundaries. In other words, your life gets as big as your heart. Who wants a big life? right? Your life gets as big as your heart. Guard your heart for the boundaries of your life are set by it. How big is your heart? Grow big on the inside. Deal with the issues inside. Don't let the devil get in through a fence. It is the most common, John Bevere, the bait of Satan, Just eat this. Just let a little bit of bitterness, which can turn to hate, grow inside of you. Listen, if you do, I can almost guarantee having watched and pasted people for 25 years, you won't be here in a decade if you let offense get in your heart. Finish strong. Here's what I do, because I've got to find a use for offense. Right? You've got to find a good use for it. It's like compost. It's poo, but we're going to make something good of it. Work with me, you're allowed to laugh at that. Thank you, Lee. <laughs> Is life ever poo? Yes. Come on, right at the back there, get those religious spirits moving. Is life ever poo? Yes. Yeah, life's poo sometimes, right? Dig it into the ground around your roots. So I take offence and I go, right, what, can, what good can come of this? Well, God likes humility. So I'm going to use this to grow humility in me. I don't need any more ego. I've got plenty of that. Right? That gets me in trouble. So I'm going to grow a bit more humility. Every opportunity for bitterness, I'm going to humble myself. I'm just going to keep practicing humility. Why? Because grace is given to the humble. So I can take the poo, dig it into my roots, accept it and go, humble yourself, Cooper, suck it up. Say sorry when you weren't wrong. Come on, man. When you're wrong, say sorry. When she's wrong, still say sorry. Dig the poo into your roots because humility is good for you. Because you'll develop a strength, an unshakable strength. Ego is probably one of the most common doors that shakes our world, isn't it? So if we can grow some humility, we become unshakable. Let's grow good stuff out of the negative stuff that happens in our lives. Amen. Now, I don't know which of these things. What caught John Mark? Was it just that he was into the fun, but not the fight? Did he get offended? Did he just get bored along the way? What got in his heart, we, we don't really know. But let me read you some encouraging words. Paul's final words again, 2 Timothy 4. Let's end with this thought. I'm going to carry on reading after the bit that I read earlier. The Apostle Paul is an old man writing from prison. You can imagine him writing. And sending this letter off to his young spiritual protégé, Timothy. And he says, I'm already being poured out like a drink offering. And the time for my departure is near. I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to those who have longed for his appearing. Let's carry on. Verse nine says, do your best to come to me quickly, Timothy. For Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. Cretans have gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Now listen to this. This is about the man who deserted him before that he had a big barney with over Mark and uh, over Barnabas and said, we're going to split company because they got angry and there was a big dispute. Now, near the end of his life, having had this massive fallout over John Mark, Paul writes to Timothy, only Luke is with me. Get John Mark. Bring him with you because he's helpful to me in my ministry. John Mark hadn't disappeared. He was a weak man that by the end of Paul's life had become useful again. He may have been someone that there was dispute, and argument over. There might have been a whole mess around the area of John Mark. But listen, I want to encourage you. Don't give up on those who fall away. The prodigals come back. Those, because there's a blip it doesn't mean that they won't get to the end and some great apostle somewhere isn't saying bring to me that one that fell bring to me that backslider because they're walking with God now they're strong again they're walking in the ministry they've realised they need to persevere they have become strong this is the message the weak become strong don't give up on those who fall away Maybe you're here today and you physically turn up, but your heart's fallen away. Don't give up on you. You can get strong. Don't give up on yourself because of your fears and your weaknesses. Become strong. And this is the kingdom that we serve. Love those who fall away. I hate the fact that People backslide. And one of the reasons they don't come back is because, you know, they're worried that everybody's going to be a bit, ooh, the backslider's home. No, 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 no. Let's hug those who fall away when they come. When the prodigals come home, you put on a feast, you put a ring on their finger and you say, welcome home. You can be strong again. Let's not dwell on the past. We've all had blips. Let's be strong again we can't make anyone right but we can be a family that has a party when every prodigal becomes strong let's be that church let's be that church